the suspense is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Veronica. Hi. So, five, four, four, three, two, and one. 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 Hello, world, in a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! What a week! <laughs> wow! I mean, we're it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be hard going for podcasters and so many other people in not only the hockey world but the sports world in general and the world in general. Mm-hmm. My my word! We will we will be talking about as much as we can. Uh, my name is uh, David Roger, and I am at MetalDave01 <laughs> on Twitter.com. I'm joined as always by Beth. Hi, um, I'm Beth, and I'm at H I V E R H U I T on Twitter. <laughs> and Veronica. Yeah, I am at C H I L E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we're the Happy Hour at HappyHour on Twitter.com. Thank you for joining us. However, we also have one more person on the call who's going to be talking about everything you know, with us that's been going on because this affects um, him and so many others. Uh, we have on the call tonight, it is my pleasure to welcome Michel Lacroix. Michel, please say hello. David, Beth, Veronica, bonsoir. We wish, we wish. I know a lot of people are missing your voice in particular in these times. Yeah, yeah well, we we do indeed. Uh, I mean, it's a crazy, it's a crazy situation. Nobody, I guess, uh, figured out three, uh, four weeks ago that we'd be literally out of sports. But this is the situation right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to live with it. We've got to to cope with it, and uh, well, to, and to help each other. That's basically the main thing right now. Absolutely, and especially to that point. Um, of course, we are a Habs podcast. Let's talk about what uh, the Habs are doing. Uh, just recently, I think it was either today. I think it was today, and also yes. yesterday, uh, where uh, Jeff Molson and uh, his partners uh, came up with a plan uh, to help out uh, part-time workers at the Bell Center. There's some 1,200 workers, I believe, that work at La Santa Bell, um, and of course, they're out of work, and it's it's crunch time. I mean, there's it is affecting every facet of everyone's life, but. Uh, uh, Monsieur Molson and his partners have a program together uh, that's going to work in lieu of, um, or not, uh, work at least in tandem of uh, Canada, uh, Canada, Canada's government's... EI. Uh, yeah, yeah, the EI, thank you, uh, to work with them. Mm-hmm. But also today, the players are also putting up a fund as well to uh, help out. So, Michelle, as you say, everyone's coming out to help out each other. Yeah, well, it, well it's a tough situation, as a matter of fact, it, Everybody knows and realize that uh, maybe we reacted a little late on that. But uh, then again, uh, the Montreal Canadiens and the players uh, got involved, like so many other teams, like so many athletes, so more, many athletes uh, from the NBA, uh, from Major League mm-hmm. Baseball, from the golf world. Uh, I mean, everybody is, that's, I think it's the main thing right now, to, to stick together and to say, indeed, uh, we're a community. Uh, we'll go through uh, as long as we do work together. That's the main thing. And as long as we go with common sense also. Uh, yeah. That's basically, the, let's go back to the basics. Like once said, I think it was Vince Lombardi talking about a football. Uh, mm-hmm. We can talk about X and zeros uh, on the board, but hey, it's a football game. It's a hockey game. And we usually uh, use sports as, um, I'd say, a social tool to bring people together. Now that we're Mm -hmm. out of sports for quite a long time, probably at least three, four weeks, five weeks, nobody knows. But Mm -hmm. I think that we do have to realize that basically by standing all together, uh, we will go through that very difficult time and these difficult times and situation Mm -hmm. for sure yeah 
I was really um, overjoyed to see that the players were coming together to make up that difference for all of the part-time workers at the Bell Center. It just, these little things, um, these little gestures during these difficult times, like we're all kind of looking for, you know, some sort of bright light in, in this kind of confusing, you know, sometimes worrisome and scary times. I, I just thought that it was such a lovely gesture on the part of the players. Yeah, well, it is. And the, uh, <clears throat> sorry, the Players Association, <clears throat> that's what you get for not talking to people for four or five days. <clears throat> <laughs> no, but it's really important because uh, we are, I think, uh, we do represent, uh, they do represent, should I say, uh, the uh, the elite uh, of our population in a certain way. And we're not only talking about hockey players here, we're talking about uh, athletes in general. We're talking about, the, imagine the athletes who worked so many years to get to the Tokyo Olympic Games oh. and that uh, all of a sudden see that their dream might not go true. Might not e- you might not even have a chance to participate. And yeah. this is not for any political reason. It's for uh, a totally different uh, situation. So I think that they're great ambassadors in that uh, at these uh, at this time, and that we we need them to take position to to tell people to to stick together, like I said, and mm-hmm. to, to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to have um, you know. Uh, as you were saying, uh, to have a, a sports be a reason for people to come together. Athletes are definitely uh, role models in that um, in that light, and them being able to step up and uh, freely help out the community is uh, really touching, and it's um, definitely the the thing that ought to be done. I think what what's worrying people right now is the length. Of- how much time will we have to wait and see? Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, when we first uh, last week, because I'm also doing the uh, doing the PGA Tour events for RDS. Yes. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And because uh, we had the, the Players' Championship, the event was out, outdoors, so they thought, well, maybe we'll have only spectators, uh, not spectators, but players on on the course uh, and no spectators, but that is not the case. We mm-hmm. do realize that it takes much more than uh, only athletes to, to present uh, sporting events like for cameraman, audio man, all technicians, all the people who are taking care of the grounds. Mm-hmm. Same thing for uh, any uh, amphitheater uh, in hockey and baseball and football. So, yeah. We do realize that hockey, a hockey game is not only the affair of uh, 20 or 40 people on the ice. It's much more than that. Uh, when we're talking about 1,200 people at the Bell Center, we're talking about people who are uh, working uh, in security. We're talking about people in logistics. We're talking about people who are taking care of uh, the uh, selling popcorn, selling beer, yeah. and on and on and on and on. So basically, uh, the sports business is not only uh, a simple affair for uh, hockey players or baseball players. It's much more than that. I mean, it's a social affair. It's a, it's a, and it involves a lot of people in the community. So by reacting in a positive way, I think that we will indeed go through. But the main problem is when will we be able to come back? That's the that, that's the big problem right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody knows. It's such a it's nobody such, knows. You're right, and it's so unique in that facet because I mean, something like this, it's a lifetime event. Um, I I don't recall anything like like this severe occurring where, um, I without using the term too loosely like uh the whole quarantine and locking down and make sure people uh keep themselves uh separated from each other um the time 
not knowing the time is such a anxiety inducing uh, thing that um, it's going to be difficult for a lot of people to have to uh, cope with, unfortunately. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's just the unknown of how long it's going to be and how how um, uh, you, you know what goes on beyond and and even you know workers at the Bell Center that are you know unrelated to the hockey games as well as you know like for the live events that happen at the because no gathering of more than two hundred and fifty people is allowed now and i mean they're closing things down i'm i'm hoping that with um sort of the greater measures that are that are being taken that this is kind of you know learning from the lessons of what has happened in the countries that you know where the virus has spread previously maybe locking it down more quickly will have an effect on how soon we can come out of this but um, what you were saying previously, Michelle, about um, it, everybody who does work at the Bell Center, it's 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 true. Like there's so much that you just even as just a spectator, as a fan who goes to a game takes for granted. The last time that um, Beth and Dave and I were in Montreal, what we went around. How, how many people did we see that work in the Bell Center that are that are friends and friends of the podcast? And they just kind at of like a handful. at oh, least please. a handful and they're, they're they're all our friends who are affected along with Michelle but it's just like it's it's a pretty big machine yeah well it's a pretty big machine in Montreal but it's also a pretty big machine in all the other uh, NHL cities uh, it's yeah. uh, it's a pretty big machine in Italy where for as an example for for soccer games imagine oh my Lord. They're, they're crazy they're crazy about that sport yeah. so are english people yes uh, <laughs> For the Premier League, and imagine uh, if uh, the Americans are uh, are not uh, going to see baseball games starting in in, in two or three weeks. It, you just can't. You can hardly realize that this is a, a it's it's terrible. They, we're talking about in golf. We're talking about the Masters. The Masters is a jewel of event, and yeah. There are thousands and thousands of people moving in Augusta. I was reading uh, papers right and left about the situation over there. I mean, they what are they going to do? The restaurants, hotels, and and it's exactly the same for uh, all sporting events. Uh, the the next the come the upcoming event in uh, on the PGA Tour was in uh, in the uh, Tampa Bay area. Uh, same thing. I mean, they're losing probably at the start something like two to four million dollars only in infrastructures, uh, special boxes, uh, all the the village that uh, were put up, the villages that were put up to greet uh, yeah. guests and people over there. They've got they've got to tore it down, and and do not forget that on the PGA Tour, the money that they get. Uh, organizing, except parts of the uh, the money that goes to the players, uh, is is distributed to uh, charities. So they're probably going to lose millions of dollars in all of the cities. And we do have something like 49 events on the PGA Tour. So it goes to tell you that it's a lot. So if you're talking about baseball games, basketball games, soccer games, it's tremendous. It's really... But like I said, we've got to go through and get together on this one because <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. major obstacle for sure. And imagine the, uh, I was talking about the Olympic Games. Imagine all the athletes. Yeah. Something like 150, 180 nations mm-hmm. trying, to, to, trying to compete. Uh, imagine all the broadcasters because we uh, indeed uh, had signed an agreement for the, uh, the coverage of the, uh, the golf tournaments in, in Tokyo. So, it goes on and on and on, and I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we'll be back at it shortly. But then again, I, I'm no health specialist. But uh, yeah. we do have to be really careful about that. That's the main thing. For sure, and I can um, speak uh, to the Tokyo Olympics a little bit only because um, I had um, I had I had the good fortune of being able to visit uh, Tokyo for 
you know, uh, for two weeks in October. And wow, were they, they were ready for the Olympics. You couldn't enter a store where without them, um, talking about either a certain Japanese athlete or whatever merchandise was on display. Because when you, when you're talking about, uh, Japan and Tokyo, what a unique culture. Yeah. Uh, they had mascots, uh, like the personifications of the mascots for different sports, male and female, different things. And they, it was, it was full gear and they were ready to go. And it's a, it's, it, it will be a big, big shame. Um, if things, uh, get, uh, postponed or canceled, uh, depending on how, uh, this all plays out. Yeah, just as long as, um, you know, it's, it's, it seems like, it seems like a, it is a big shame, obviously, but, um, you know, everybody making it out alive is kind of a bigger, <laughs> a yeah. bigger, you oh, know, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, yeah. we can always do it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I may change the subject, you guys yeah. were in, uh, were at the Bell Center recently. Oh, yes. uh, I'd like to, I'd like to have your comments on your experience. Uh, during that game, during your stay in Montreal, and at the Bell Center. Wow. Live Yelp review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, where, where can we begin? <laughs> yeah, where, where yeah, well, can we from begin? From the start. <laughs> oh, Lord, let's see. Well, uh, the first game that we saw was against the Rangers, right? Yeah, I... on yes. the Thursday, on the 27th. On the Thursday. Mm-hmm. Right, and I was, I was very upset about the uh, outcome of that game. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> um, I had. So was a... I. Oh, what's that? I said so was I. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm trying to remember the details of the match. I think uh... we oh, were yeah. up three to nothing. Oh God, mm-hmm. making me remember. That's right. We got there right before um, Thomas Tatar's goal. That's yes. right. That's right. Oh. But the best. The best part of that game was when um, Michelle, you sent us a tweet <laughs> to say hello. <laughs> it was nice to be yeah. in town. It was probably the best part of the game. <laughs> yeah, that did make me very happy. I just, oh yeah. my lord, I felt so bad because um, we we had all just rushed uh, to uh, Montreal that 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 day. Um, I picked yes. up Veronica only what forty five minutes before the game, and we had to <laughs> yeah. rush to uh, the Airbnb. But we got all together. We managed to get to the Bell Center and. Um, Unfortunately, the game was not uh, great for the Habs, and uh, that, that my, myself, Veronica, and Beth, we went out to uh, meet up uh, with uh, with Sean Campbell afterwards. And I was not in a talking mood, but you know, nope. once 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 <laughs> once we got together and started talking, started drinking a bit, I loosened up. But holy cow, <laughs> that night that was a tough night. The rest of the trip was great, though. But please, Veronica Wilds happened. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the trip was great. Uh, the mm-hmm. following day, Michelle, we went and did the tour of the Bell Center, which was just top notch. I'd been to a tour there about five years ago, but because it was game day, we didn't get to see the dressing room. So I really wanted to go and see the dressing room live and in person. And even though Beth and Dave had both seen it previously, they uh, were nice enough to come along and uh, the three of us went on that tour and our tour guide, his name was David. He was a one. He was just, he was, a, uh, he was wonderful. Like he was like a historian, you know what I mean? Sterling. And just, uh, incredible, yeah, incredible. Just, Very good. He made Perfect it, job. he made it feel like we were his friends that he was showing around his job. Yeah. Not just, this is my job and this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, nice to hear. Oh yeah. And I, yeah, it's great. And I've been on a handful or more of the tours. Whenever I'm in Montreal, I try to make uh, a point of going to the Bell Center just to have another tour, regardless of what I'm doing. And every person I've had a tour on has been fabulous. It's it's mm-hmm. really good. So it's not just, you know, uh, one or two people are really good at it. Every time I've gone, it's been a great experience. Great knowledge. Um, uh, just, just really phenomenal stuff. And David... David was a little bit jealous, Michelle, because oh. w- the, when we were there, um, the, the, all of the fellows who do the, the annual fantasy camp were there, and Dave was on it last year, but he wasn't in mm. the fantasy camp this year. So, so. All, the, all the fantasy campers were on the ice during our tour, and I said, geez, because oh. they're... They're playing with Josh Georges. They're playing with Dandenault. They're playing with uh, Gaston Gingras. They're playing um, with uh, 
Momesso, all these guys, and they're they're such. It's it's it not. Of course, it's not just hanging out with the with the former players, but they're a great group of guys in that fantasy camp, and they have so much fun, and they love the Habs, and it's a it's yeah. a really great environment to be a part of. Um, shout out to uh, uh Lechon, the the Montreal, the uh, Canadians Alumni Association with uh, Pierre Hood, um, Ahul. Oh my lord, they they do a, they knock it out of the park. They are yeah. very good at what they do. The alumni, indeed, Canadians alumni, they're doing a great job, and they've got so many players coming in. You'd be surprised. I I thought at one point that it would be interesting for our fans to 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 meet these guys that are coming back occasionally, uh, from Rick Green to uh, Brian Savage, uh, yes, Pierre Sevigny. To we got so many, and especially after the. Um, the Quebec TV tournament, uh, we had guys coming in. We had Shane Corson. We had, uh, who else? We had former NHL players that indeed sometimes drop by. Uh, and we've got old friends like Yvon Lambert, also mm-hmm. Régent Houle, uh, and uh, so many others that it would be indeed interesting for our fans to get to, to know these guys a little better and to know exactly what they're doing right now because a lot of them are still involved in the hockey business. Yeah, it's great. I remember actually uh, Mr. Corson, uh, we had a picture with him. He had the photos up at the yep. on the one section of the Bell Center. He so was he there that, that night. That's right, before the um, Carolina game. Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. the Carolina game. Yeah, so Dave and I got a photo with him. Of course. Um, yeah, and just a lot of them in various different capacities. Even uh, what was his name, Mike Weaver, who was a Hab for about a half a season. He's yeah. he's still coaching and involved in hockey. He's involved with the youth, and uh, he's got he has a a camp that he runs in Toronto. That I mean, everybody, you it the game stays with you. You know, it's hard to it's hard to leave. I can imagine. Uh, we we had guys uh, throughout the year. Well. Throughout the season this year, we had guys like Jan Bulis who came back yes. uh, from the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Zetnik came back also. Uh, so it's Sometimes it, I just go in the alumni room and say, oh, I haven't seen you for four, five, six years. Mm. Nice <laughs> to see you back. Of course, when we greeted our captains, that was, that was an amazing uh, Evening, yes. from uh, Chris Chilios to Brian Gianta mm, yes. to, to Saku, uh, and it was nice to see them all back, except the one, of course, Henri uh, Richard, who, who was not there. Yes. Uh, but that that was also especially uh, on our last game to uh, to pay tribute to Henri uh, Richard when when you guys were in town. I, mm-hmm. I briefly talked about the uh, the situation because yes. uh, I talked to uh, members of the family and they told me that Mr. Richard was not feeling well and that it was close to the end. Doctors were telling them that this could probably be the end and indeed it happened a few days later. But it was incredible to see the reaction of the fans, uh, not only in Montreal, and that I was really surprised, at, to be honest with you. But the reaction of the the fans throughout the league to to pay tribute to to Rocket Richard for his accomplishments, 11 Stanley Cups. As a matter of fact, that record won't ever be beaten. Mm-mm. As a player, it, it's we're not talking about only statistics here. We're talking about the the attitude of an athlete and the attitude he had. Uh, uh, small. A small gifted athlete can do so much, and believe me, when Mr. Richard, there, there were hundreds of stories about Henri uh, Richard, but one of the best goes like, uh, I think it was Rudy Pillis from the Chicago Blackhawks asking Frank Selke, uh, "Is your number sixteen? Does your number sixteen speaks English?" And hmm. Mr. Selke said, "I don't even know he talks." <laughs> So it goes to tell you about when we're talking about silent leaders, Henri Richard was one of them, obviously uh, a very gentle person, a very kind person. 
And he had a very special sense of humor. I remember playing golf with him on a few occasions. And when we got back to the clubhouse, people would ask Henri so what was your score? And he said, you know what? Golf is very personal. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he was going to say. That's it, period. Oh, that's great. And that night, uh, Michel, that we had the pleasure of joining you after the game, that was his 21st birthday. It was, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was born on February 29th. Yeah. It's not very often that you do celebrate your 21st anniversary when when you're 84. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I think it was today that he was... Yeah, funerals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the funeral were uh, celebrated today, very privately, of course, uh, with the situation we're going through. Yeah. Uh, no public, no media. Uh, maybe just a few members of the organizing. Uh, I mean, the organization mm-hmm. were there. I'm not even sure about that. But uh, one thing is sure: the the entire family showed uh, showed up at the uh, at the Bell Center for our, our yes. last game and that was a, a very touching moment uh, i met a few i didn't uh, have the opportunity to to meet his wife lise because i was uh, busy work, working elsewhere in the bell center mm-hmm. but uh, i was told that the reunion with mrs Henri richard and mrs Bellevaux was something very special in the alumni room oh i can only Must imagine have been. yeah i remember yeah. Um, so we had, um, Dave Stubbs on last week talking about uh, Henri yeah. Richard and, uh, he, I don't recall when he wrote the article. It must've been, it must've been sometime last week that he, uh, put it together, but he was talking about that reunion there, I believe. And, um, I believe, I believe it was, um, Madame Bellevaux who was saying, oh, if I can only remember Veronica, you might have to help me. I, How? I, how she was saying that Henri Richard, he was a good kid. <laughs> I yes. was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Again, such a, it's such a simple statement, but that really, that really um, hit it for me. But also just um, the, uh, the similarities between uh, uh, Monsieur Bellevaux and uh, uh, Monsieur Richard there. Um, of course, both captains, both paramounts of the game, but, um, oh, and that actually come to think of it now, now that I'm remembering a bit more, uh, the article went on to say how much uh, uh, Jean Bellevaux loved Henri Richard, mm. and that if <laughs> if um, they both did, and that yeah. if if Jean had um, if Monsieur Bellevaux had um, lived today to see Henri's passing, he would be oh my god overwhelmed. I can um, I recall that in the article as well from Mister Stubbs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was with Dave. Uh, I was with Dave in the the alumni room before. Uh, before the ceremony, mm-hmm. and we've met after, but it, it was Dave is is fabulous is a fabulous storyteller, oh, yes. uh, and is a great and is a great writer, and uh, uh, we we exchanged stories. It, it was really something very special for us because when you do know the the organization the way we we do know the Montreal Canadiens, you can clearly see that when we're talking about. Uh, a special family, and when we're talking about the Bellevaux, we're talking about Henri Richard, we're talking about Dickie Moore, we're talking about Jean-Guy Talbot, we're talking about Doug Harvey, all these people, all the children are getting back in the alumni room and look at each other, and they were indeed part of a very special family, and this is what it's all about. I mean, when we're talking about the Montreal Canadiens as a special organization, I think it's because basically of these people, they they do bring in, they do brought uh, a special, uh, a special, uh, how could I say, atmosphere mm-hmm. that that yeah. brought yeah. everybody together. They, they, there was not an individual player that was flashing more than another one. We won as a team, and this is the this is what allowed us to, to win at least twenty four. Well, when you're talking about the alumni room as part of that tour, there's 
there's a mystique in that room. Like when, you know, you see the pictures on the wall and our tour guide, David, who was telling us about all of the history and talking about, you know, kind of quizzing us on who, you know, which player had 11 Stanley Cups and how many did Jean Beliveau had. And you're just, you're, it's kind of overwhelming when you start, when you think about it, all of the, the history that is in that room. And I mean, it's not the Montreal Forum, but I mean, just the ghosts you know mm-hmm. i think I, I think they came over to the bell center it's 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 just a really it's it's a touching experience to be there and let's not forget mm-hmm. that there's also a guy named Yvon Cournoyer who uh, he only won 10 times oh just enough Gee. to fill up his hands that's all <laughs> so, and, uh, and Yvon, Yvon, uh, Yvon is still in great shape uh, yes. i talked to him uh, last week, he has uh, had problems with his wrists, had operations, but we're basically uh, getting together to play golf as soon as possible. But he is in great shape, and that is that's a very good thing. Yes, it is. Certainly so, absolutely. And um, oh well, since we're speaking of uh, all the uh, all the greats, uh, Ivan and everyone, um. Have you spoken recently to uh, Monsieur Lafleur? I did, it, indeed. Uh, he looked very well. He lost a few pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lost a few pounds, but um, no, he's, he's uh, as usual. Uh, I introduced him, uh, I'd say, about three, three four weeks ago, maybe, um, when we uh, introduced the top uh, Quebec players for the, uh, the the upcoming draft when we unveiled the uh, the logo for the uh, hopefully <laughs> mm-hmm. NHL draft to be held in Montreal in June mm-hmm. and uh, Guy was there uh, looked looked in shape and uh, I basically asked him well are you okay you're feeling good said, yep I'm okay I used my snowblower yesterday and <laughs> I'm feeling fine. Oh my God, that's good. <laughs> you better take it easy. Yeah, well, no, he's, he's taking care of himself, uh. but it's it's pure Guy Lafleur. He wanted to he wanted to be back, uh, felt comfortable. Uh, at he, I think he went to um, at a few appointment uh, appointments right and left for official appointments for the uh, either the the NHL or the Montreal Canadiens as an ambassador, but he was doing okay. Uh, I haven't seen him, I'd say, uh, in the last uh, 10 days or so, but I was told that he's okay, doing good, and uh, recuperating quite well, because he had two major operations, mm-hmm. heart surgery and also uh, part, uh, part of the lungs removed because of cancer, but on both uh, issues, uh, he's doing fine. So. Uh, but we're talking we're talking about one of the the last quote unquote great because we're also talking about number four we're talking about number nine and we're talking about number ten of course mm-hmm. yes Certainly. I met him a few years ago lucky you yeah he was he came <laughs> to um, he was in Abbotsford for. Oh, I'm trying to think of the name of his teammate. He used to own the team out in Abbotsford, a junior team or some kind of Western League team. And um, so um, Guy was out here signing autographs before the game. I forget. Uh, this is bad. I shouldn't have started the story because I forget all the details. But um, I did meet him and I took the back of my chair from the forum. So he signed that and I got a oh. photo with him. And he's he's so funny and charming and just easy to be around he is and you know what he loves people he, he loves yeah he loves to be surrounded by people and he is also i'd say a, a little shy so you might have to go at him to to ask questions but he is so uh, i mean he's so agreeable he's he, he'll, yes. he'll he'll answer back right away uh in his own way but he, he loves to be surrounded by people and that yeah. is, that's one of it. He's got great qualities, but this one is really something special. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he was he was really friendly. 
Yeah, so I'm glad that he's taking care of himself and he's feeling yeah. all right. Yeah, that is great news. Good to hear. Yeah, it's kind of important. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you, Michelle, are you are you are you keeping socially distant and washing your hands and doing all of that stuff? <laughs> my, believe it or not, my hands are dried up. Oh yes. <laughs> I've got to use cream. <laughs> Me too. Well, it's it. But it, it's, I mean, we do have to realize that it's, it's a, a very special situation. We've got, yes. basically, uh, we've got to respect our neighbors. We've got to respect our relatives. We've got to, basically, yes. by doing this, I think this will serve the entire population. That's the main thing. The yes. main thing is to keep in for be try to, and, and it's common sense, like I said before. Yeah. Uh, and because we we'd like to we'd like to share experiences right and left, but we're not used to that. I mean, basically, uh, I love hanging around with people uh, after a hockey game. There there are no no more hockey games. We can't go to mm -hmm. bars anymore. We can't go to restaurants anymore. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what are we gonna do? But you just can't talk to <laughs> you just can't talk <laughs> to people wherever you go. But because basically we were. We were we're sharing stories and we're we're uh, we're, we're sharing uh, moments uh, after a hockey game, good or bad memories, good or bad calls, whatever. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, we've got to keep quiet. So yeah. So it's like it's like announcing a goal, and I was wondering, what am I going to do if? <laughs> We, they do ask me to be in the building as a public address announcer. I can yeah. address the situation. I can be an announcer, but if there's no public, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be announcing for the players, announcing for the people back home listening to maybe or not a TV broadcast or a radio broadcast? Yeah. So... Uh, hockey is not only about the score, it's about the people surrounding the game. And I think that we basically, this situation allows us to, to realize that uh, sports is, is much more than statistics and the final result in a 3-2 game or a win or a loss. It's much more than that. Yeah. 100%. going to miss it mm -hmm. well michelle you can say ladies and gentlemen welcome to the happy hour <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> mesdames messieurs bienvenue au happy hour yes yeah <laughs> uh, i got my sound have... clip there it is okay. <laughs> uh basically listen i mean it's we even talked about it with uh colleagues from radio and tv we might do a little something special just to keep people, you know, yeah. still getting the getting the, the, the feeling of the voice, feeling of a, a, a good situation, feeling of Tomas Tatar scoring mm. his 25th or 30th goal, or Kerry uh, getting a shutout or a first star, whatever it is. But we need to cheer up a bit. I, I think that's basically another story. Just don't... Let's not let's not have problems with nervous breakdowns around here. Mm. Let's keep it up. I know. Yeah. Um, just recently, of course, um, it was it, it felt kind of tongue in cheek. But on Sunday, the uh, Habs were supposed to be playing against Anaheim in uh, yeah. California. And what do they do? <laughs> they get out the game console, put in NHL twenty, and they set up a simulated game between the two teams. And it was. Um, I sure the game sped up and only takes an hour to run through the whole game, but holy cow, I was into it. <laughs> there were saves, yeah. there were shots. Dale Weiss opened the scoring on the fourth <laughs> line, playing with Jonathan Drouin on his wing. I was like, oh god, who set this up? <laughs> but but it's so it's so it's interesting and fun. And I know that the Habs organization uh, today too uh, set up a vote. Um, uh, where they where they said on Twitter uh, they'll be setting up the game tomorrow against the Kings and it will be 
um, player uh, people on Twitter can submit their lineups, and then people can vote on which ones that they want. They'll set it up and play it, and I think that's great. So good. You know, it keeps, yeah. it, it keeps people engaged and mm -hmm. uh, keeps them, uh, you know, motivated for the boys until we can actually see them hit the ice once again. Hopefully, we'll do that. I, I'm not sure because the uh, I think the the NHL uh, released. Uh, uh, info about the fact that the players were allowed to go back yeah. home today, mm -hmm. uh, Canada and abroad. So uh, they need to be back at a certain point at a certain time. But then again, it's it's obvious that we don't really know exactly when we'll be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Same thing applies for golf. Uh, the Masters has been postponed, and the. The tournament following the the Masters is the RBC Heritage uh, in Arbor Town, mm -hmm. uh, third week of April. They're still uh, they're still saying that there might be a, a tournament. If that's the case, that would be that would be great. But uh, I think the first uh, major sports will present uh, an event, whether it's a golf tournament or a, a a basketball game or a baseball game, I think it will be it will be a relief for everybody. Yeah, because they're kind of our they're kind of our escape. You know, you have a bad day at work or something, you can have a mm -hmm. hockey game to look forward to. And I know that I realize that this this season hasn't hasn't turned out the way a lot of us had hoped. It had it did kind of turn out the way some people had predicted, but I mean, there's still for me, there's nothing better than being a Habs fan. Mm. There's here, here. just you know, right. I, I totally agree. Yes, <laughs> that's it. End of story. <laughs> I got the notification. Like I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my cap and I'm wearing my my uh, Habs shirt right now, so it goes to tell you. Yeah, that. awesome. Oh my god! Just I'm... because of you guys. Hey. Uh, I'm wearing my one of my Habs T-shirts. My... I totally forgot. <laughs> I'm on my uh, my Rocket Laval Rocket shirt. All right, perfect. I have I have my Habs fleece blanket on my lap. Perfect. <laughs> but we see we had uh, we had what four games left for the uh, the Canadians home game left, yeah. uh, and we had eight for Laval. Hopefully the Rocket. Uh, we're going for the uh, for the playoffs, and, and that's an interesting uh, situation. I think the uh, you can see that Joel Bouchard coming in oh, yeah. uh, as a coach for the Rocket. Uh, were of course there were so many players injured with the Montreal Canadiens that I think there were close to fifty players used in Laval, but it's the attitude and the way. Uh, the guys were playing that basically uh, allowed these guys to play in a good, fairly good, I'd say, atmosphere in Montreal. And that's because of the change in Laval. And we needed that absolutely. And it, Joel produced uh, good stuff on that. Absolutely. I was watching, mm -hmm. um, of course, some of the games uh, until the season was suspended and uh, people had uh, the rocket out, especially when they started bringing mm -hmm. up, say like Jake Evans, uh, Lucas Vedemo and uh, you know, some, some, and uh, Charles who uh, some high octane players for uh, the rocket, but the rocket kept winning. They kept going in no small um, in, uh, in a measure in no small measure, of course, also to Caden Promo. What a revelation he's been uh, mm -hmm. for the Habs down there. Very great. And, of course, Kotka Niemi until uh, his uh, like awful injury there. Splenic. Yeah. I've never heard that term until it happened. His uh, spleen injury, unfortunately. Oh, no, indeed. Uh, and at one point, uh, we were sitting in a penalty box, and I was telling the guys surrounding me, I said, listen, we do have six players from the rocket on the ice right now. That's right. We had John mm -hmm. Ingram, uh, we had Foline, we had Xavier Ouellette, we had Charles Ludon, we had Dale Weiss, and was it Vedemo or another one? Yes. Yeah. Evans, I believe, at that it's point. It's incredible. Yes. It's incredible. And we, we, we were missing key players like 
uh, Udon and Paul Byron. Uh, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. It, it was a terrible season, injury-wise, for us, that's for sure. Well, that's no, I mean, that's, it's obviously nobody likes to use it as an excuse, but we've been missing Drouin and Byron. Byron is back, but for more than half of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, those those and, are two kind of key players. And Drouin was playing really good. Wow, was he injury. good. Um, yeah, he was he was out there and basically I, I think that it goes what goes uh, it's if you get a good player playing good i think it, it will help his teammates right and left on defense or the, and uh, you just can't ask guys we do have to realize that at mm-hmm. one point uh, from Ben Sherat to Shea Weber you cannot ask these guys to play 28, 29, 30 minutes, or Jeff Petrie, as a matter of fact, 28, 29, 30 minutes a game. That's not the way to do it. Uh, yeah. And it's a tough, it's a tough game. It's a tough situation. And uh, imagine these guys, uh, had we played the entire season, how they felt, how would they feel at the end of the season? Yeah. 28 from 26 to 30 minutes a game and be ready for playoffs. That's another thing. So uh, that was not easy for the players. It was not easy for the coaching staff. It was not easy for anyone. So for anybody. Yeah. Well, there was one player that they had, um, they had hopes for on the blue line. And that was Noah Juleson who didn't, you know, who was another player who's had terrible luck, but um, he came back and I think he came back healthy for one game. A grand yeah, for one, one game. game with the Rockets. That's it. That's it. Yep. It's a little, imagine he's finally coming back. He's playing yeah. one game and he's gone. Yeah. So you, you just say, oh my God, you got to start that all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and obviously, let's say, uh, Let's say we're back at play in about three weeks from now, or back in training. Uh, I mean, this will be really hard for them guys too, for yeah. all of the players. We do have to realize that if indeed we do get there, they'll have to readjust the playoffs uh, mm. system and everything, and be ready. That's the other. That's the other thing. Be ready for the upcoming season, and. Please take care that there won't be any injuries during the playoffs. Yeah. A lot of things to be thought of for not only are we talking about 1920, but we're talking about 2021 here. Yeah. And we get to we get to figure out that guys like Paling, guys like uh, Jolson, guys like Evans, guys like Fleury, Guys like Primo are eventually going to join the uh, the Montreal Canadiens, and we've got to be patient, and got re- we've got to really be careful on that. For sure, and not to um, forget as well the expansion draft, which is looming. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Oof. another another thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I am very interested to see. Um, say. Um, let's be optimistic and say, hey, we can do uh, playoffs in uh, three, four weeks' time or uh, whatever the allotment that the NHL had said. Um, the playoff format, and if not the playoff format, then how the draft lottery will be determined too. We're going to, uh, the, the league is going to have to come up with some things on the fly, it seems, to uh, make it um, as fair to um, the teams as possible. It seems. I'm, I'm really curious to see how that will all play out. I'm well, sure yeah. they're meeting about it right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, right. You're right. Because the situation evolves so quickly. I mean, who would have said uh, 10 days ago that uh, we'd be going through hell right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, they got, like I said, they got, we do have to think about the 2019 2020 season, but we also have to think about the 2020 2021 season because by reacting uh, quickly, there, there might be something wrong at the uh, bottom line. 
uh, will it be a, a three-week, four-week break that we need, or maybe a six-week break that would be essential to be to, to be on the safe side? That's the other story. That's the other side of the story. Well, it feels like that year that um, the NHL came back after the lockout was over when they came back in January. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, it's one of those seasons that's going to have an asterisk next to it, you know? Like the team that won the Cup that year in a lockout-shortened season. P.K. Yep. Subban won the Norris in a lockout-shortened season. It's going to be another one of those where it's always going to have this little thing at the end, kind of, this wasn't normal this year. Mm-hmm. Not and, at all. And on, <laughs> on many aspects, I must tell you. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I wonder, because in, in years past, like, you know, talking a long time ago now, the draft was not, you know, it wasn't an event. It was just a bunch of GMs in a room sitting there together. Going yeah, well, through I, their, do, like, I do remember one I do remember one uh, one draft. I think it was '79, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we we gathered at the Montreal Forum, uh, and we were sitting at a table with uh, Mr. Pollock, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And we he'd go with picks, uh, one, two, three, and and they all did that, and that was it. I mean, it's not huh. nothing fancy, nothing fancy there. Yeah, uh, but this we might end up doing this again this year. Hopefully not, but yeah, because hopefully we, not. We're, we're well, we're asking people to move from from Sweden, from Finland, from the Czech Republic, from Russia, yeah. from all over the, Canada and the United States to, to to be in Montreal for a special event. It, Supposedly a great event for all these athletes, and uh, we wouldn't want to be the event saddened by whatever could happen there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the, the NHL would really l- like to uh, highlight the uh, the draft as maybe the, the starting point uh, of, a, of a new era following yeah. the, the uh, coronavirus situation. Yeah. That could be that, that. could be a starting point. That could be that. Be, in June, that could be okay. Right. Yeah, that would be something. Yeah, I mean, June's still out there, and anything can happen, good you know, or bad, uh, in between, and we'll have to see. But it would be it would be great. Have it have a new start where it all started anyway. Yeah. Well. Exactly. Hopefully, good. Hopefully yes. Good. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. Let's put the bad things behind us for a long time, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And do everything that we can now to make it better for the future. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yes. <laughs> so do I. That's positive. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and prepare for any event, but, you know, just to pitch in as a community and you know like you were saying michelle that we're just taking care of each other and making sure that we're you know good to our neighbors and making sure that we're not out there sort of being reckless with other people's health mm-hmm. and yeah, well, uh, the, if we uh, if we look at the the record in in asia the way they reacted to quarantine uh mm. in, in korea and and mm-hmm. other places, if they do indeed follow the rules uh, strictly, it helps. And yeah. statistics are showing that indeed it's decreasing. So it's they must they must have done a few good things. So let's follow their example. Uh, yes. Like instead of like uh, I was sent uh, pictures today from uh, beaches in Florida where people were hanging around with 5,000. Oh, you know, that's, <sighs> uh, that's, well, that's another story. Then. It was awful. Awful. Yeah, well, Beth and I are Americans and we're unfortunately. blown away. Of course, I'm in New York and New York um, has uh, so far the, the worst case and um, the worst amount of cases. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm so glad that the governor, Governor Cuomo, has been uh, doing a press briefing 
every day what's going on and doing everything he can to take people to task and saying, you know, we have to be super smart about this. And he's more of a, uh, he, he's one of the guys where he's saying it's going to get worse before it gets better type of people. And he always reminds New Yorkers that that's going to be the case, but it's the reality currently of what's going on. And as long as we can, like you said, uh, Michelle, um, common sense and, you know, just be mindful of the community and, uh, things hopefully won't um, won't get that drastic. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And indeed, I read the, the comments. Well, I saw the, the press conference of Governor uh, Cuomo. And indeed, we're talking the same language here from our our perspective in, in Montreal, the province of Quebec. Premier Legault did really a, mm-hmm. a fine job. Oh, so yes. did the <laughs> officials to, uh, to, to clearly indicate what we have to do tell the population what to do. If they listen, it will indeed help the situation. That's what we got to think about. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And he, we, in the company that I work at, they told us on Friday that as of today, we were going to be working from home until further notice. So I was um, quarantined with my children today. <laughs> That's and, terrible. You know, just kind of, <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. Nah, your um, kids are cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is just going to be the new normal for the next little bit. And uh, normally, I would have I would have been even more excited because I I would be able to watch uh, games in the afternoon my time. But there are no games. That's so, it. Yep, that's imagine, it. Imagine the people at uh, TSN or RDS. Oh. In French mm-hmm. or uh, Sportsnet or whatever the French uh, the uh, Sportsnet TSN, yeah. trying to trying to produce something, uh, so we're going back we're going back uh, with games from 2010 2012. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, but that's kind that of we'll, fun. Yeah, well, not that we'll run out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those, but uh, we need something new. We need something new shortly. That's for sure. well it's if if um you know part of it is the entertainment as well so if you if you're watching somebody that you like and and you know enjoy and and they're being entertaining or you know just a a good way to pass the time if, if they're gifted enough to be able to do that then that's all right too i won't mind turning it on but there's, you know, there's like there's no news to report, mm-hmm. so they have to get creative. See, the good yeah. thing I've got sneaky friends who are betting on games that were played in 2012, 2015. <laughs> so they they might get a, a few bucks out of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man. So there have been a lot of babies been born today. I think there were three. Not not Habs babies, but hockey babies. Oh, good for them. That's always good for news. Right. Fantastic news. Yeah. So That's there's some good. news. Yeah, that is but... good. And um, it looks like we're starting to come up on our time. A full hour with Michelle. Hey, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks well, again. Thank you so much, certainly. Yeah, thank uh, you. Didn't mean to keep you on for so long, but, I mean, as, as things are... Uh, Listen. <laughs> I've been talking to my dog all day, so <laughs> I'm sure your dog loves it, though. What's yes. your dog's so what name? The name is Kashmir after the, uh, the song from Led Zeppelin. Yes, it's... I was gonna say. <laughs> it's a I gold... love it. It's a golden doodle, and oh, <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Went for a walk again today. It was really that's the good part of it though must admit yeah can't play golf yet but mm-hmm. walking a lot uh, yes that is yes. good that is true so great well well again monsieur lacroix merci beaucoup for joining us merci uh beaucoup. tonight and uh we'll be in touch you know keep our ears to the ground see what's going on in the league and if um if we're ever in town we'll make sure to uh to let you know Hey, please do. It was a pleasure meeting you guys. Yeah, and yes. uh, like I'd say, c'est la dernière minute de jeu. This is our last minute of play. <laughs> See you soon, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> See you soon, Michelle. Always yes, a pleasure. Yeah, bon soirée, monsieur. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. And he was actually on the dot with that because it was the last minute of play. Oh that is incredible. What a what, what a pro. He's the best. That was incredible. Absolutely. I'm so glad we 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 were able to get him on, honestly. Because um yeah, without hockey and the PGA stuff, poor guy is just gonna be sitting around with cashmere. What's gonna happen? Talking to cashmere. <laughs> cashmere loves it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like, it's like his favorite thing. Are you yeah. kidding me? Uh, Imagine uh, that, like, Michelle Lacroix just talks to you all day. <laughs> like, I would not be mad about that at all. Oh my god! What a wonderful man. Amazing. If anybody He's wonderful. ever has the chance to uh, meet Michelle Lacroix, uh, definitely say, hey, "Hey, he is not shy to talking people, talking to people, and he's a, no. a great storyteller." And just a great person to be around in general. We had a great yeah. time with yes. him. He uh, will probably kiss you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get yeah. ready for it. Yeah. Both cheeks. Both, Both cheeks. cheeks. Yep. A gentleman. Hello and goodbye. Mm -hmm. Hello and goodbye. Yep. And um, he's he's just so easy to be around. Like, you immediately yeah. feel, oh, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like you're, it's like you're with, like, an uncle. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. when you're sitting with him. Somebody, somebody who's you know, genuinely fond of you and wants to hear your stories and enjoys you, and he's just—he's one of those kind of people. For sure, a great yeah. man. Thank God we got yeah. him. Yeah. And um, well, that—that's it for the episode tonight. Um, next week, uh, I believe we have another guest. Related yeah. for next week, we'll check that out, and um. Yeah, uh, from all of us at the happy hour, people, just uh, be mindful, wash your hands as usual. Wash your hands. Um, take the quarantine seriously because the only way that uh, we can get the stuff that we want to do back is if yeah. we take a bit of a uh, a hurt you like this with the social distancing and everything and um, you know, stay home as often as you can unless you have to walk yeah. your dog. If you yeah. can, if you're able to stay home, just stay home. That's right. And you don't have to go crazy at the supermarket either, cleaning everything out because yeah. we've got lots of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There we've are, got lots of stuff to go around. There are 16 yeah. cases of, um, you know, positive cases of the coronavirus in Albany. And I went to the local Hannaford and mm -hmm. there were, I mean, it wasn't like pandemonium. But of yeah. course, the the aisle with the toilet paper and the paper towels vacant. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ! There were signs up that said one per family. I was like, Oh my God, this got bad, and I yeah. missed it, of course. But you know what can you do? Yes, and if you if you are able, and if, and if you're in a place that does, that, I think it's probably more in the U.S. If you see an item that is labeled available for WIC, W-I-C. If you are able to choose a different brand that is not available for WIC, please do that. So, because families that are on WIC and depend on WIC to get their essentials and their staples, they can't choose other brands and spend their WIC money on other items. Good to know. Absolutely. Yeah. It was something I didn't think about until I saw it on Twitter today. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Closing argument, Veronica? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just be cool. Don't be a fool. Yeah. Wash your hands. Don't shake hands. Um, mm. And I've have I've run out of rhymes. Listen to yeah. bands. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Here, call your brand. One second. Call your. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, some okay, a very okay, uh, a very important piece of information that we got out of tonight is that Michelle Lacroix is a Led Zeppelin fan. Yes. yes. Oh my God. <laughs> With that, I can sleep half the night. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye 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 bye. Bon chance to les bons. Everyone needs to each other. Good night, Cash.